BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets back to work after two days without game action. They'll take on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at the Hive Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. We'll have our game preview for that one. We are also going to talk about the latest rookie ladder. Mark Williams has actually fallen off the board. Makes sense. He hasn't played in the last couple of games, but we'll talk about what it means, where he actually fits in currently with this rookie class. And, hey, it's March Madness. We'll have another tie-in there here with our guest today. He's the sports director at Spectrum News 1. You can see him nightly there and also covering Hornets games and everything else going around the Queen City and the state of North Carolina at large. Mike Salarte back with us once again. Mike, thanks so much for joining us in studio this time. I know. This is awesome. I don't have to hold my phone up to my face. I can look right at you. This is awesome. Thanks for having me in. We are thrilled to have you here. As I mentioned, it it is March Madness. Tell me, do you have a strategy when you're filling out your bracket? I'm assuming yours, like mine, is busted at this point. We're a day in. Yeah, I mean, usually I go with which mascot would win in a fight. And and then if that doesn't work, if I have a tie on both ends, then it's a dart, you know, dart of the dart board i mean something like that i like it i go with whichever team's colors most closely correspond with the charlotte hornets that's why i've got texas a&m corpus christi taking down alabama round one excellent that's good (laughs) (laughs) obviously everyone should be looking at our brackets for uh for, for thoughts on what they should do in the future in all seriousness is there a team are there players is there something you're going to be watching this tournament for with the hornets in mind or like most of america this is one of the great spectacles in sport that we all get to enjoy 
March Madness, the brackets, and there are month-long focus on the NCAA. How do you view this tournament? I view the tournament as just a, a month-long party of college basketball. I mean, there, you know, the players, there's nothing that I'm going to see during the NCAA tournament that general managers around the association haven't already seen in the regular year. So to me, this is a time for me to just enjoy the games, enjoy the buzzer beaters, enjoy the great plays, enjoy all the things surrounding college basketball, because it really is truly a celebration of the game. There are ways I would like to see the tournament fixed. Do tell. Well, look, you want to have your first four? Okay, I get it. But your first four should not include any team that won a conference championship. They earn the right to be in the field of 64. Don't make them play their way in. And call it the first four. We all know it's a play-in. I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. If you've got at-large teams that you think are fringe, then send them to Dayton. Let the Howards, let the Texas A&M Corpus Christi's, let let those teams enjoy the full scope of it as opposed to having to bite their fingernails off after Selection Sunday saying, goodness, we got to play Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it is, just to advance into the big field. Give the conference championships that free pass. If they're going to be a 16, they're a 16. So be it. They're going to be a 12. So be it. That's what I think that's the only way that I would that I would like the first four. I've never been a big fan of the first four because I feel like it's a play-in portion of it. Um, but if you want your conference, no matter what level it is, if your conference has an automatic bid, you automatically get to the field of 64. Let the at-large bubble teams, the fringe teams, fight it out to get into the dance. It's interesting. interesting. We're kind of going off the rails from Hornets time. It's I'll, that time I'll, of year, though. I'll throw one at <laughs> my, my rule would be if you're not 500 or better in your conference, you can't go. And I know there are certain power conferences out there where you can make an argument every one of the teams in it is better than the second-best team in a potentially two-bid league. And I, I get that, but you're playing, at the end of the day, for a national championship. So if you aren't above 500 in your own conference, you clearly aren't the best team in the country, and so you are not entitled to play for it. But, again, we're kind of off yeah. the rails I mean, here. You, we'll, could, you could also bring in, bring Clemson into the discussion. who went 14-6 sure. and six in the ACC, didn't get in, but then again, they got bounced in the first round by Moorhead State in the NIT. So, eh, you know, maybe they got that one right. I don't know. Sorry, Clemson fans. I'm not knocking on I'm just saying these are the things that happened, and maybe Clemson was just completely disinterested. Whatever. Why don't we talk about the Hornets? Yeah, let's steer it back to <laughs> To the Hornets here. We'll go back to the original question. How much does the NCAA tournament matter in terms of bubbling up players and showing you know a performance at a certain level for the NBA? Because you've obviously got players like LaMelo Ball who never played in the NCAA tournament. Then you've got guys like Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, Mark Williams, who all thrived in tournament play. One of them, it was you know an inch away from having the most iconic shot in the history of the NCAA tournament, be in his resume. And, and even missing it, it's a huge part of his resume. So how much does the tournament matter when you're looking at establishing future stars for the National Basketball Association? Well, I think it's one of those situations. I mean, we can talk about former Hornet legend Kemba Walker and his run through the Big East and the NCAA tournament and so on. Great players appear in great moments in big games. And, you know, Hayward, a guy that, as you say, an inch away from beating Duke in the national championship game. Kemba, all he, all that he did uh, at UConn. These players are players that we now know about them, but they kind of cut their teeth and became a, a national story uh, and got into the consciousness of, of basketball fans by their work in the college tournaments. But again, I think that players, I mean, you could talk about like a guy like Oscar Sheboy, uh, who's outstanding at Kentucky. And, you know, I don't know where he's going to go in the NBA draft when he gets there, but I would assume it's going to be pretty high. And, you know, you talk about players of that ilk, they've already kind of 
shown themselves for what they can do in the regular year in the playoffs is their time to see how they step up when the pressure's on. Sure, general managers take note of that, but I think in the NBA, and I could be wrong, and a guy like Mitch Kupchak has forgotten more basketball than I'm ever going to know, he's already identified in his mind players that he's going to be watching in particular in the next three weeks. I think that's more than fair. And, and I think, you know, we are in an era now where there's so much AAU basketball. Guys are playing a ton. There's a ton of tape. And you want to see, because it's an 82-game schedule, how people compete on an everyday, every game mm-hmm. basis. Where is that motor? Not when it means the most because it's a national championship game, but in theory where it means very little because it's just another random game amongst all the others in the season because in the NBA, you have to have that level of compete on a, a daily basis or else it's not going to work. But all that said, I do think when you see players under the maximum pressure when the lights are the brightest, it kind of brings something out and it can be a differentiating factor. So I'll I'll be curious to see, particularly among some of these elite prospects, these elite talents, how they perform here in March Madness. However your bracket turned out, I'm sure it's busted by now, but good luck. Enjoy the tournament we all do here uh, with the Hornets as well. Let me jump in. Just the flip side of that, in in terms of what NBA general managers are also looking at, while they're watching the tournament, we also know that Mitch Kupchak made a trip to Paris, France recently for a guy that's not in the tournament to kind of take a look at him who shall remain nameless but sure you know, if you're listening to this podcast you, you know, know exactly what, was, what i'm talking but about even, even with that i mean you see players in europe some of which are you know and and it's not a be-all end-all Giannis antetokounmpo played on a lower level team in greece right. and has clearly become arguably the best player in the world but i i do think when you look at like a luka Doncic or the person we are uh, talking around here yeah. you know they're playing at a very high level and performing at a very high level so somewhat similar to college where you're seeing all right there's some guys that are big time prospects who are freshmen on a team dominated by seniors and they have less shots less stats then there's other guys who it doesn't matter how old you are the guy can play or you know last year with Paolo Bancaro he was the leader on a Duke team that made a final four run so I think there's examples uh, in all facets wherever direction you go college professional overseas or whatnot standing out is the important thing. It's a very big pool of players that general managers are looking at, and the pool is not confined to the United States. It's global, and I don't envy the work that a guy like Mitch Kupchak has to do, because that's a lot That's a lot of pots and a lot of spoons stirring those pots to find out what's going on and what's going to bubble to the top. It's very true, very true. Right now, we all get to enjoy a March Madness mm-hmm. and get to enjoy the bracket, enjoy it for what it is, uh, of a fun few weeks here of college hoops. Still got a fun few weeks of NBA action left for the Hornets. We'll talk about tonight's game against the 76ers in a little bit. Coming up next, the latest rookie ladder is out from NBA.com. It does not include Mark Williams. What does that mean? We'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's really against Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. 
They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Sam Farber and Mike Solarte of Spectrum News One. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Solarte, M-I-K-E-S-O-L-A-R-T-E. He's the sports director again at Spectrum News One and uh, a big-time presence here at Spectrum Center, covering the Hornets and everything else going on around the Queen City and the great state of North Carolina. All right, Mike, so the latest rookie ladder comes out, and you know me over the last couple of years here. We do a podcast every day. I have to find stuff to get angry about, and the rookie ladder (laughs) is perfect for it. You know, a couple of years ago, it was who the heck thinks LaMelo Ball's not a top five rookie when he got hurt. Uh, now it's Mark Williams who I'm carrying the banner for. But I do understand why he has fallen off of the rookie ladder, which in case you're unfamiliar with it, NBA.com puts out basically a, a leaderboard for rookie of the year. And they go about 12 deep and it says what they've done in the last week or two weeks and, you know, where they were drafted and whatnot. And Mark Williams has started to populate that list and start to climb up it a little bit. But but he's fallen off now because he's been out of action. He had the thumb sprain, uh, hasn't played in the last almost handful of games now, and it seems to have taken away his opportunity to make an all-rookie team because on top of missing the games, now he missed games early compared to the rest of his rookie class because he was not in the rotation. So it does seem to have, if not eliminated, made the odds very long that he will make an all-rookie team. But my question for you is, ladders, honors aside, have you seen enough from Mark Williams to feel good about the Hornets' center situation moving forward for the years to come with him as an anchor to it? Absolutely. I mean, like you say, he he wasn't a part of the rotation early. When he did start to get his minutes, he exploded. And you see, you saw the the start of what could be a very very solid NBA career from Williams as he was just kind of finding his way. He is still he, as an NBA player, he is still very rough around the edges. But while he's rough around the edges, it's not going to take a whole lot to kind of smooth those out and make him an everyday NBA player, in my opinion. Now, of course, coaches see things better than I do, but 
when I look at the interior for the Hornets with Williams, Nick Richards, still a, he's a relatively young guy still, and uh, the the movement, the, the trade of Mason Plumlee away opened the door for those two to continue to, to split more minutes and play more and get more experience for a guy like Williams. I can definitely see him a vi- being a viable piece to what the Hornets want to do going forward, not just because he's on a rookie contract, but because as he develops his game, he's going to become more and more of an interior presence. It all depends, of course, what style the Hornets want to settle on. And the draft is going to have a lot to do with that. Where where the Hornets end up picking after this very, very, very difficult season is going to tell a lot as to what direction the uh, the team wants to go in in terms of style of play, players they have on the roster, and going forward. So I haven't seen enough of him to say he's more than just a five. Like, I don't know. We haven't seen him, I think, consistently, and that's probably because of playing time, uh, show that he can step back a little bit and hit a hit a mid-range, hit something, you know, hit something that isn't right at the 10, not a dunk, something like that. And I think that's just going to come with more experience and more more game time, more trigger time on the floor. Uh, to me, I think Williams is definitely a, a guy that this team can can really build around in terms of how you fill out the rest of your roster. Because you know, with him in the middle, you've got an anchor there and how, you, how the, the other four players you put on the floor are going to certainly do well with him as a complimentary piece. There's no mistaking it. When he took over as the starting center, the team's defensive rating started to elevate and the block shots numbers started to elevate for the Hornets. So a lot of things got better, even though, as you indicated, and you're, you're correct, he, he is not by any means a finished product yet. No, He's got a long not. ways to yeah. go, and he'd be the first to say that, and the coaches would as well. But we're starting from a pretty high level right yeah. now with that's, Mark yeah, Williams. That's, that's the good point, is that he came in with really high IQ, really high skill set. So he didn't ha- he doesn't have a long way to go to get to be a, a completely finished product, but the things that he has to take care of, the things that he has to build upon are still there. I mean, we can't say that he's perfect. Nobody is perfect in this game, but Williams in terms of how he is going to produce and get better and become an every day, every night, every game center in the NBA those days aren't far away, in my opinion. And this is where you know the difference between being on an all-rookie team and being a part of the foundation of a team moving forward, this is where the differential starts to happen because, say, a guy like Jalen Duran, who played a lot early for Detroit, put up great numbers, probably enough to make an all-rookie team, but at the same time, They've already brought in, you know, a couple of guys who are drafted top two, James Wiseman, first yeah. and foremost, that play the same position. So what is that going to shake out for Duran in that Detroit center room, so to speak, in the future? You know, Duran's going to have a role to play. He's a very talented guy. But, you know, there are other people that are clogging up his path to being a starting center in the NBA, whereas Mark Williams, the path has kind of been cleared a little bit for him yeah. based off what he's shown. So we'll see if Mark gets back out there on the floor, if he can get back on the rookie ladder and, more importantly, make a run at an all-rookie team. I thought if he had played the final 15 to 20 games of the season, he'd get there. But injuries have been the story of the yeah. Hornet season, and that continues here through the rookie season for Mark Williams. Coming up next, we've got a game to preview. Hornets taking on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. We'll preview it for you next with Mike Salarte of Spectrum News 1 after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Mike Solarte, our guest, Spectrum News 1 sports director. See him nightly there. He covers the Hornets. He covers college basketball, everything going on in the great state of North Carolina. Panthers news. There's been a little bit of that lately, too. <laughs> He'll cover that for you as well. Uh, and I'm sure tonight he will be covering Hornets versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Tickets are still available at Hornets.com. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way, for you, Thank Mike. Thank you Solarte. very much. How, how do you go about covering sports? and celebrating in whatever fashion you find fit St. Patrick's Day on the same time. Well, St. Patrick's Day for me at work is really boring. It really is. All right. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, I can't go out and celebrate with uh, with my Irish friends on their big day and, <laughs> and, and have a, a sip of uh, green beer, as it were. You know, I, I don't get to do that sort of thing. So when it's on a Saturday, all bets are off. But it's on a Friday, i got to work. There so, you yeah. go. Well, the Hornets are working as well. They'll take on the 76ers tonight. You've done this a couple times with us. We're looking for players to watch for the Hornets, for the 76ers, and a statistic to watch as well. Which category would you like to begin with? Let's go, oh, players to watch. All right, let's start with a Charlotte Hornet. How about that? Who on the Hornets do you think is the player to watch tonight? Well, I think when you're, you're looking at a team in the Hornets that is obviously, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a struggle. We've, it's well documented, the injuries and everybody trying to find their way and find a, find a role. I would like to see Gordon Hayward. Have a have a game that is Gordon Hayward like, and you know, again, he was dealing with the shoulder throughout the early portion of the season. He's really not, in my opinion, found his stride, found his game that we've grown accustomed to here in Charlotte since his arrival. And obviously, injuries are are a thing, 
But I, I'd love to see Gordon have a night to to just kind of take some of the heat off of Terry Rozier, take some of the heat off of Kelly Oubre Jr., who was outstanding in a loss to Cleveland with the 28 points. Rozier played a dynamite game against the Cavs. I'd like to see Gordon step in and knock down some threes and get into a rhythm and and, and have the bucket looking like it's a big sewer and and just start filling the thing up. Because something like that for him, I think, is, is going to be a, a good validation of the work that he's put in. He's He's done a lot, but... He hasn't gotten, in my opinion, all the results out of a game. I'd love to see him do that against Philadelphia. I like the pick. I'm going to go with one of the guys you mentioned there. I'm going with Terry Rozier. It is, after all, his birthday today, 29 years old. So happy birthday, Terry Rozier. Uh, I'm looking at Terry. He's been so strong for the team, and I think this bodes well for the squad moving forward. Clearly, uh, with the overall record being 22-49 and and the team on the precipice of being eliminated from any kind of postseason uh, competition, it hasn't gone the way. Way that anyone would have planned it to for the Hornets, and yet night in, night out, Terry Rozier puts forth these great efforts and does everything he can to lead the team to a victory. And I think that's the kind of example you want to see set for the young players. You look around the neighborhood for the Hornets, other teams near the bottom of the standings, most of them don't have a Terry Rozier who sets the tone and sets the example and says, hey, I don't care what our record is, we're going out to try and win a basketball game, and if you don't want to come with me, I'm probably going to fight you. So, (laughs) Terry Rozier, he sets that kind of tone, and I think that's just so important, not just in the years where you're trying to win a championship, because You can't just turn that switch on. We've seen too many teams try to do that and fail. It has to be something that's in you, and it's certainly in Terry Rozier. And so for all his efforts all season long on his birthday, let's get him a win. Yeah, I I know I agree with that. I absolutely have loved Terry since his arrival, and uh, the way that he has really just kind of been the guy to be that leading force for this team throughout the injuries. He's missed time as well, uh, but throughout all of it, he has been the consummate professional, and there is nothing more that I respect than a guy who, even when the chips are down, stays the same. He is the same guy. He's going to give you the same maximum effort. He's going to do his best. It may not go well for him on the floor, but he's not going to stop trying. And I, to me, that is the that's the benchmark of a great pro. And I think Terry's a great pro. It's a great great pick. And man, happy birthday too. Happy birthday, yeah. Terry! You're 29 years old today. Yeah. Let's go with a 76ers player to watch next. There's a, a big MVP candidate in the middle of that yeah. roster. Is that who you got your eye I mean, on? The low hanging fruit here is Joel Embiid. I mean, he went for 53 last time they played. Yeah, I mean, he did. That, you know, and it's hard not to. It's hard not to go with him. I don't need to sit here and talk about how good he is, how, all the accolades. If you if you minimize Embiid's opportunities, minimize his impact on the game as best you can, because you're not going to stop him, then you give yourself a chance to win. So to me, it's Embiid. He also had a birthday yesterday, turned 29 hey, yesterday. Who, so who cares? Happy, He's on the Sixers. I don't care. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to yeah, uh, yeah, Joel yeah. Embiid as well. Yeah, he. I mean, he's such a load to handle. And oh. the 53 points was out of this world. Um, he He's he's special. He's oh, yeah. very, very special in the NBA and a tough one to handle and be interesting to see how the Hornets young bigs uh, handle him on this one here tonight. I'll go with their other superstar, James Harden. I think for Philadelphia to win a championship, it is less about Embiid and more about James Harden because we've seen the Sixers with Embiid as the centerpiece and he'll continue to be that for the remainder of, of this run that they're on with him you know and ultimately I think a championship will come on his shoulders the same way you know there's other guys on Milwaukee that are prominent players but 
that was Giannis's title. And, you know, similarly for a lot of other guys, MJ's title when, when the run happened for the Bulls, it's not that other people didn't contribute, but they're attributed yeah. to the greatest player on the team, and that is Embiid. But he hasn't been able to get there on his own. James Harden has had other opportunities as the leading man. Now he comes in probably as the number two on that team. I think he is. I'm indicating that he is. Yeah. But they're not going to get there without him playing at a very high level. So uh, they're coming down the stretch run in their season as well, trying to get to a top two seed potentially. The Sixers could. So James Harden, my guy to watch for Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean Batman needs a Robin. Yep. You know, and that's not. And James Harden as a Robin is not really a bad piece. You know that. So you hit the nail on the head. If Philadelphia is going to get over the hump, it is going to depend on Harden because you make teams pick your poison. Do you, if Harden is going well, do you take him away? And if you try to take him away, that frees up Embiid and vice versa. I mean, that's a, that's a really deadly combination they have. No question. Last but not least, we need a statistic to watch. Remember, points is cheating. Can't just say points. What do you want to see happen here in this one for the Hornets to get the W tonight? Or maybe what statistic will be most determinative other than points of the outcome? Yeah, uh, defensive rebounds. I think defensive boards are going to be big. And that's you know, an opportunity for the guys in the middle. To, to show what they can do and handle the glass when Embiid is trying to get offensive boards, if they can get the rebounds and, and minimize, again, limiting Embiid's chances in close. Even though he can step away from the basket, if they're able to take away offensive opportunities, second-chance points, that sort of thing, I think that's a big key for, for Charlotte to have a chance. I like it. Uh, it's been a little bit of an issue for the Hornets last yeah. couple of games. Of course, Cleveland, another very big team. Yeah. And yeah. I think across the board, they are bigger don't have the biggest guy in Joel Embiid, but they are a bigger team than Philadelphia is, and they're very good on second-chance points. So more of an edge to Cleveland, but still something the Hornets need to clean up. They have bigs, but Cleveland, from what I, I mean, watching those games, they have length. Their yeah. length is is kind of ridiculous. So yeah, that, made, that certainly made it a kind of an unfair fight. I have to go in a different direction. I'm going to go to turnovers. I think that's another thing the Hornets have to get back under control. Again, Cleveland is a very good defensive team, so that, that's part of the puzzle here. It's not just the Hornets in a vacuum forgot how to hang on to the basketball. The other team is playing defense, and the other team happens to be the best one in the association at it. So there are multiple layers to this, but still, Hornets, 19 turnovers in each of those last two games. Got to get that back to a reasonable level. If for no other reason, then if you take 10 fewer shots than the team that has Joel Embiid on it, Joel Embiid's going to win the game. So Hornets have got to get the turnovers back under control. If they can do that, they've got a chance to win the season series against Philadelphia. Hornets beat them at Spectrum Center last season. Hopefully it's our St. Patrick's Day celebration slash Terry Rozier's birthday present that the Hornets get a W tonight. Yeah, those turnovers led to 35 Cleveland points last last uh, last time out. So perfect number to pick out, perfect stat to pick out there. If they can limit that, you know, I, I think that it gives them an even better chance. On his nightly sportscast, he is turnover-free. Mike Solarte, our guest <laughs> you here. You haven't watched me lately, have you? <laughs> our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Mike, thanks so much for joining us in studio And we look forward, I don't think we'll uh, be able to squeeze you in with your busy schedule here the remainder of this season, but hopefully we talk in the offseason and building up towards a very successful 23-24 campaign. Always here when you need me, buddy. Mike Solarte, join him nightly on Spectrum News 1, their sports director, and find him on Twitter at Mike Solarte. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting everything together and to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 